call Sarah. I think I'm fine, dealing, and then my mother calls out of the blue. She acts as though we spoke to each other last week when it's been four years. She sounds friendly, but it doesn't take long for her to start berating me for not being in touch and instead of listing all the reasons I haven't been, I start apologizing and feel horribly guilty. December 21st and 22nd are the worst travel days of the entire year. And we know some of you are going home to families that kind of sound a lot like Sarah's. Today is a day for hope because we are going to journey with you and give a very simple tip for dealing with a hurtful, broken family relationship. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am Michael Smalley. And I'm Amy Smalley. And isn't that sad, that quote? It's very sad. And I'm like, wow, that doesn't seem like we're going to be able to do a lot of hope with that. But we yes, are. we can. Because, we because you know what? Everyone has family members that are more difficult and has situations. And how do you balance between drawing good boundaries and loving them and wanting to have a relationship, but also wanting to feel safe and not want to feel berated? And every time you leave a conversation, if you feel guilty and horrible, that's not very fun. Yeah. And you know what makes me sad right now? What's that? Is that I have had a plan in place and everything is ready to go and I totally forgot. Totally forgot. Because I'm going to bring my wife, Amy, some joy and happiness every single intro of the show. Yeah? I'm going to play a clip. <gasps> oh, a clip from Elf. I ought to say no, 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 Mind if I move. At least I'm gonna say that I try. What's the sense of hurting my friend? I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I love that. Okay, so for those of you that haven't seen the movie Elf, or you're gonna make fun of me because I love the movie Elf, please do not. I would love for everyone to share the joy of the innocence of. Elf. A very tall man thinking that he is an elf and then awkwardly out, sized oblong yeah. man who oh, thinks he's an elf. It's adorable. It is, it is. It's in my top three. Okay. I'm not gonna I, say I, can where. Can I just tell you I was shocked? I was shocked when I asked David. I said, David, I said, don't you love elf? That's our youngest, yeah. right? I was like, David, I go, you love elf? It's amazing. And he goes, mm, no. I go, what? He goes, you've made us watch it so many times. Mom. You would take it negative. I was How like, do you get in trouble for bringing joy and Christmas cheer? Exactly. David still punishes you somehow. He still does. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I don't even like that kid anymore. Eeyore. I want him gone. He is gone. All right. Just kidding. We the distraction it. of the day. So okay. you know we do this, and I save it. It's a teaser. I'm trying to get you people to watch the show. Or listen to listen it. Listen to it all the way through? All the way through. So Got the it. distraction of the day. We all know that I went through great lengths in order to gain your attention. I had to become a male cheerleader because I was a nobody and you were a big time somebody. So I became a male cheerleader in college to pursue you romantically. And it worked eventually through terrible circumstances. Yada, yada, yada. But, <laughs> but <So. laughs> then there's James Mack from New Jersey. Uh-huh. And you ain't ever going to guess what this boy did. To win back his ex-girlfriend, Sarah Lopez. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So does he put your yell eating becoming a yell eater to shame? Uh oh, he puts it to shame. Really? In a disturbing way. Oh, he's disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> it is oh. bizarre what this dude does. Well, so yeah. that'll come up at the end. I'll, right. I'll show you, and I know you're going to freak out, and all the listeners are going to freak out as well. And then the honoring news of the day. Oh, love you this. You are going to love this one. I love it. So you know these stinking college announcement days now. So high school kids oh, are yeah. having press conferences to say where they're going to go to college. Yeah. And they could still change their minds, by the way. That's the oh, best part. Oh, wow. So okay. They sign a letter, but I think they can even back. It gets a little bit like, really? Well. You're 18. You're well, going what to. What if you're an athlete or something and you're saying I'm going really? to. We need to do this. I know. No, I meant for like these young kids. No, we like that's don't. the last thing they need. Yeah, so you're probably right. We have a good one because okay. even though this idea of these college announcements have kind of gotten ridiculous, we now have Cooper Dawson from Hanahan High School. Hanahan. Yeah, Hanahan High School, and he did his reveal with yes. his friend Kingsley Feynman, who has cerebral. Palsy. Take a listen. Oh. Here we go. Here he is. Hold Let's on. Let's hear it. Let's see it. it. Here it there. is. I brought Kingsley out here today because he's inspired me a lot through uh, the torn ACL process. Mm -hmm. uh, he taught me that the only disability is a bad attitude. And if he can come come around every day with this, this big old smile on, I can do it just the same. Oh my gosh, the only disability so, uh, is a bad ado attitude. Is a bad attitude. I'd uh, announce it to him before I told anyone he else. He said I would tell him so before he told tell anyone else. Off, I'll let him announce to y'all. Oh, so he's so going to whisper okay. where he's going to his friend? Oh Watch. my, okay. He's going to Syracuse. Okay. Is that okay. not awesome? Okay, that. Now yes. watch though. Keep watching because, and I will have a link on the podcast page so y'all can that watch the so video. That is so precious. He's he's allowing watch. this he's other signing. guy to have a, to well, have the better. highlight with him. It gets better. This so is going to get tears. Look what he does. He oh, hugs him. He hugs him. Isn't that awesome? I knew I'd get you oh, to cry. That's awesome. I knew it. That so, is so cool. Hey, Sharing the love and sh oh my gosh, that you know what? There are good kids in the world. I mean, there are kids good 18. teenagers in the world. That I, is awesome. I wasn't even close to mature enough to do something like that. That is so cool. Oh, I know. What's so, the guy's name again? Cooper, Cooper Dawson, Dawson, and that's his buddy Kingsley. You know Feynman. what, Cooper? You have some integrity and yeah. some awesome character, and that's the kind of thing. Man, when you see that, I'm just telling you, it's harder and harder to find, seems like, around around these days. But I'm telling you, you are one of them. You are a gem. Yeah. That kid, he's <sighs> a winner. Oh, guess what? Where's oh. Syracuse? It's in New York. Oh, dang it. What's Why? the one that's by um, um, California? I was thinking maybe we could. Oh. Cooper and Reagan could. Reagan's only <laughs> 20. <laughs> Kid's got to be 18, right? That wouldn't be weird. Hey. I do. I'm I like that saying. kid. Okay. Don't forget, head on over to smalleyinstitute.com where you can transform your marriage in just 31 days. It's awesome. It's $31 where we basically take the guesswork out of what it takes to have a healthy relationship and we lovingly, gently drip the content to you, the lessons, over 31 days. There you go. So... You get education, you get devotions, you get date night inspiration, 
<laughs> and then you get a surprise on day 32. There you go. So, Love it. Smalleyinstitute.com. Transform your marriage in 31 days. Our- Leave a review. Yeah, I know I was going to skip it today. All right, well, leave a review if you want to, or ask a question. Today's the last day to get those questions in because we're going to be doing those questions tomorrow. So if you want to leave a voicemail question for us to address tomorrow on the Friday, uh, Friday listener questions, call us at 903-392-0975. And I have the number, as always, on this very podcast episode page. So... I started with that, you know, hurtful quote. Yeah, poor Sarah. This was from a Psychology Today article, but, and I just made up her name because they didn't have a name for her. Okay. Make sure everyone knows. I'm not, you know, trying to call anybody out, but that is the reality. It is. For probably a lot of families, Mm -hmm. is, you, you know, some of you listening to this podcast or watching it on Facebook Live, you're thinking, uh, I don't want to go home. Mm-hmm. Or I'm scared to go home. I'm scared we're going to get a fight. Or I'm scared, you know, it's it's going to get worse. Or I'm, you know, and sometimes you build that up so much that that's, we talk about that. And so you build the, up that anxiety so much that it's almost like you're, you're almost projecting it to happen. So you got to kind of go, okay, you know what? I, I, I want to have a plan. Yeah. I want to yeah, have an escape, wa- but, you know, possible I might need to have my own hotel. I don't yep. know if I could, you know, sorry. Okay. I'm just saying. I, I mean, You're I know. It's person. on here. I we, know. We go, the notes I go see from it top on the notes. down progressively no, to the bottom. I you just am, start throwing I stuff am a out. perpetual um, line stealer. I was like, what is happening? Line giver before. The thing actually, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. So here's the I deal. feel bad about that. We're trying to help you. So I've called today's podcast Hope for Hurting Families. Mm-hmm. And there really is hope. And here's the first rule when it comes to if you're having to go home to a family that's not good. And yeah. your parents are hurtful. You haven't talked to them forever. There were some other quotes where a lady was like, I have not talked to my dad for six years. He just called me up out of the blue and said, you want to come over for the holidays? Six years, no talkie. I no. I, I, what's hard about that? I want to be able to give the dad the benefit of the doubt, in a in a way. You would, because maybe there's a part of that we all know we're supposed to love each other and be family and all that, and and so they just think, oh well, maybe it's been six years. Maybe you've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> How deeply I've hurt you. I, Maybe you've forgotten definitely. about your terrible childhood. That sounds a little more like <laughs> denial. Well, totally. Totally. And, and so what do you do when your dad does call you and just acts like nothing has happened? Yeah, and if you're a part of a hurting family or a broken family and things aren't going well, the main way I wanted to, we wanted to encourage you today is the first rule is that you don't have to go. You don't have to go home. You don't have to go visit. You don't have to go on that vacation because, and and some people don't like this, people earn the right to have a relationship with you. They don't have to earn your love because that I have to give as a disciple of Christ. Right. I have to give that regardless. Actually, I really, if I'm a disciple, I have to give that when they don't deserve it. I have to give love, right? I have mm-hmm. to be kind. But what if they're saying, what if the parents are saying, well, the way you love me is you... Yeah, they're manipulative. Come on, you know. Yeah, they can try to manipulate me all they want. They have no power over me. So 
again, if like that's, I just think it's important that people hear out loud. You don't have to go. Well, and part of the reason why you, you don't have to go is because if you, I'm learning this more. If you're, if you go and you know you haven't gotten to that place of emotional healing from it, and so you know you're going to be easily triggered. And you know you're going to be a part of the problem, or you're going to make it worse. Then that's going to then then what happens is you're feeding your own own guilt, and and so you have to get to the place where you've gotten enough healing from it that you can go and say, "I want to go with a good attitude, preparing myself for whatever may come." And I've set good boundaries. I know what my part is. I know, you know, if this starts going on, I know how I'm going to react. But if you just go in and you say, oh, I have to go because if I don't go, then I'm I'm, I'm just going to be guilted and shamed. Da, 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 da. Doing something out of fear. Oh, Bad Michael idea. does not do things out of fear no. or shame. That's, yeah, that's me. No. But you, you know, can't definitely guilt me in not. the squat. You really can't. No, because that's, a, that's other people's problem. Mm-hmm. And so... Again, you don't have to go. So if they are ugly, abusive, cruel, whatever, it's It's okay. okay. We had a young lady who lived with us once, and I remember when I came home and she was on the phone bawling. Because her dad was just bawling her out, bawling her out, just saying all these terrible, terrible things. He was being verbally abusive. Yeah. And I went, what are you doing? And I grabbed the phone and I hung up. And I go, why would you listen to that? Uh-huh. And she just looked at me, big tears. She goes, because the Bible says to honor your father and mother. And I go, okay, what does that have anything to do with allowing him to speak to you that way? Mm-hmm. That is unacceptable. And you are not dishonoring him by saying, hey, you know what? If you're going to get cruel and ugly, I'm going to have to hang up the phone. Sorry. And I helped her write a letter mm-hmm. and say, hey, dad. Here's and you know she'd been abused and I mean it was he was a nasty guy and she was able to write a letter where she shared and goes look I would love to have a healthy relationship with you mm-hmm. so here are my boundaries the yeah. only way we're meeting up is if we meet in the middle at a psychologist's office basically it's mm-hmm. like we got to meet with the counselor we need a I'm third party I'm not just party. coming over yeah absolutely and, and sometimes that needs and doing that you're saying that this is a big deal i you are important to me yeah. i i want to have a relationship with you but i don't feel safe and, and that's okay boundaries give the opportunity for the relationship to get better absolutely that's what the boundaries Love doing it. so just don't feel guilty because you don't have to be in relationship with someone who treats you terribly. However, there's some things that we want to encourage yeah. you to think about because, yes, people earn the right to be in a relationship with you. But when, for me, when it comes down to family, parents, mm-hmm. siblings, you know, that I got to be willing to put up with quite a bit, right? Not terrible things or abusive. N- mm-hmm. No, not that. Yeah. But irritations. Yes. Or hurt feelings. Yes. I, don't, I just, I don't want to be grossly rigid and be like, you didn't like my my pecan pie? I'm never coming back. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. So you got to make, when setting a boundary or if you're choosing not to go, Mm -hmm. make sure you're not being petty. That's huge. If if you're doing it out of punishing someone, that's the next one. Don't stay away in order to punish them and say, well, you did this to me and so I'm never going to talk to you again or or you're you're cut off or something like that. When you do that, you cut someone off, you're really, you're hurting yourself too. And 
I think there's a part of that that forgiveness works kind of both ways. You kind of need to give forgiveness in order to feel forgiven too. And if I want to be a forgiving, loving person, I need to not stay away. And that's because that's basically if I'm if I'm doing it to punish you, I'm saying I'm deciding not to forgive you. Okay. Right. Because if I'm punishing you, I'm saying I'm holding this over your head. And that's why I always describe, you know, unforgiveness is you're holding something over someone's head and you're saying, you, you did this. And, 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 and it takes a lot of energy to do that. But when you drop it and you say, you know what, I'm no longer going to hold this over your head. I'm going to walk in forgiveness. It's, it's, you're investing in the best part of you. And that's why to me, the healing piece, when I said, you know, stay away long enough and get yourself to the place where you've gotten enough healing that your best self can come. How do you do that? You got to pray that one through. You got to open your heart up to God and say, okay, God, am I being petty? Am I punishing? Um, did I ha- have any participation in what I said, what I did? Do I need to own those things? And when you're able to do that, then the Holy Spirit's going to convict you and you're not going to do it out of petty and you're not going to do it out of punishment. Yeah. You're going to say, you know, it's the Holy Spirit's going to say, Amy, maybe not right now, but soon. Or maybe you can't stay the whole two days, but maybe you might be able to stay, you know, a day or a couple of hours or something like that. And being able to gauge that and then you feel safe and it went well and then it gets longer. Yeah, yeah. so make sure you're not being petty. Make sure you're not staying away in order to punish them. But what can you handle? That's yeah. those are that's an important question you have to ask yourself is okay, what could I do? Yes. Right? If I can't if I can't go or if I decide well maybe I can, can I go 3 days instead of the normal 7 days mm-hmm. that they might expect from you? Well, maybe you can handle 3. And so go 3. Yeah. You don't have to tell them you know, you definitely don't go, well, I'm going to come for three days because you guys are disasters. <laughs> Cuz I think you're going to you all melt down. So. Cuz by 7 I want to kill people <laughs> and small baby seals. So go three instead of seven. Yeah. You could stay at a hotel. Yes. Instead of the home. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. And guess what, people? I love it. because, And this is why, because I think I, many times, not in every area of my life, but I tend to, the reason it's hard for people to uh, make me feel guilty is because I take responsibility for my life and, other people do too. So, what, what, cause here's what I can imagine someone saying, Oh, oh, I could never stay at a hotel. That would be so offensive to my, and I, and, and my response is, that is their problem. So, what about even the opposite? What if you said, I would love for you to come, but could you, you know, there is someone says, you know what, can I come for Christmas? And, and you draw the boundary. Yes, you can come. We're going to have dinner at such and such time. Da, 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 da. And they're like, well, can I stay with you? And you say, then what? What do you say to those people? Well, it's just, it depends. So if I can't handle that family member in my home because they're either mean to me or they're mean to our children or right. to you, whatever. Right. Then I don't. It's like when I when I uh, when we moved in 05, mm-hmm. I didn't go. You know, I love my father and I love my mother. She lives with us now. But we did a terrible, we, and I mean that inclusively, did a terrible job trying to work together. It just wasn't working. Oh, I needed mm-hmm. to get out. I needed to fly the nest. Right. So there were things I could have gone when I went to their home mm-hmm. to say, hey, we're moving. We're taking a job in the Woodlands, Texas. 
I could have done it in a negative light, gone, well, because you didn't do this, yeah. and you didn't do that. Yeah. And uh, it would have been And petty. that would have been very detrimental yeah. to the relationship. It would have been mean this and is immature. This but is instead, huge. I went over and said, here's the truth. I need to fly. Like, I am being lazy, and I was. I don't have to work hard. You guys make my life incredibly easy. And all of those things were true. And so if I had a family member, I'm not going to go, hey, no, you can't stay in my home because you're a jerk. Like, obviously, that's not the right way to do it. What I would, though, offer is, oh, we'd love to have you over. You know, Now, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to stay in the home, but here's a hotel, and here's one, and here's one. And I might even, if I had money, I might pay for it. Now, I'd I, I like was, to pay for a hotel because I, I know thinking, you want to stay here. Yeah, I was saying that that would be, you know, if you did, if you could possibly yeah. do that, I think that that would be a good good idea. Well, and if they push it further, which they probably will if they have issues, mm-hmm. well, now, wait a minute. Why do I, you, you, have, you have two open rooms in your house. Why can't I just have one of them? Then I'm going to have to have a sit down. Well, then you can say, look. you know what, I just really think for the relationship and really yeah. for us to keep it a positive... But as you were talking, it totally. We need to think about, and this is why you kind of need to pray this thing through. Is how do you phrase things in a positive way? How can you put this as, you know, I want this to be a positive experience, and honestly, I just think that right now things are a little bit raw, and so maybe you know, just coming over for a couple of hours and just let's let's just try this thing out. And so I just think that it would just help everybody be able to be have a good experience, and yeah. I want to ensure that this is a good experience. And I, and I just think the if we totally you know woke up and you know had to share bathrooms and showers and all that i just don't know if that's going to be the most the mo- the best way to, for us to have a positive experience with each other that's a positive way of saying it that, is. right and and i think more of us have to do a better job at trying to rephrase things in a positive light obviously we can go negative you that's can kind of the it's easy, easy. One. yeah but i'm i would encourage you to think things through and go now wait a minute how can i Say this where I'm taking responsibility for my own stuff, but also where I can say it in a positive manner. That really, it does matter. Here's here's a good example I found at redlandsdailyfacts.com. So this is another example of a healthy boundary. So an example might be having an alcoholic parent who drinks too much and becomes verbally abusive at the Friday evening family dinner. A healthy boundary might be saying, mom, dad, We would love to meet you for breakfast on Sundays rather than dinner on Fridays. Again, why don't I want to go to dinner on Friday? Because you become a sloppy, cruel, abusive drunk. (laughs) So, no, I don't want to come Friday. Well, all right. You could say that. Or you just redirect it. Yeah. And and somebody would say, oh, that's a cop-out. because No, it's not a cop-out. Oh. It's a cop-out because what do you want? I want to value our relationship, and I want to value that we – I want to have a good experience with you, and this is where and when I think that is the most opportune time for that to happen. And Kirsten on Facebook Live just said – she just wrote a comment. People often think they can say whatever is on their mind yes. and that they have no responsibility. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you do, people. I mean, and that's where I'm tr- I'm starting to try to live my life, and I keep messing up, obviously. But I have this idea of my actions and words and behavior are one day going to be held in account, and I don't want to stand in front of Christ and have excuses. Mm-hmm. I go, well, yeah, but my dad was a drunk. Jesus is going to look at me and go, okay, but 
you beat them up or you did this mm-hmm. or you were cruel and mm-hmm. mean you and unforgiving. Or, yeah. So he's Christ isn't going to care about the other people in your life. He's going to care about what you did for others mm-hmm. and for him. Just so live your, your life dad wasn't a drunk. Just, just No, my dad I, was no, not. Just no, it was an example. Just making sure. Or you might have a mom who keeps yeah. bugging you about your kids oh. and because she's worried, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're, you know, are your kids safe? Or are you guys watching them? And I don't know if this is a good thing. And 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 a boundary might sound yeah. like for that mom, mm-hmm. right? Is hey, so your mom continually harasses you about something mm-hmm. that doesn't bother you. Do you think you. it's good for them to have this much candy? Yeah, something like that. Then you could say something like, Hey mom, it sounds like you're worried about my kids' safety. Now, you know, me and Amy, me and my spouse, whatever. Me and Amy feel good about it. Like yeah. we're not overly worried that they're going to die outside playing. So, but we talked about it. If you wanted to watch the kids during the day because you'd feel better and that they're more safe, we're actually okay if you want to do that. Yeah. So you put it back on the parents. Yes, that you is good. You don't have to take it. That is good. Oh, I and now we're talking about boundaries. Just made me think about this one too. What about if your grandparent like and just so you know. I'm going to be one of these grandparents. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be one that's going to draw good boundaries. Because if my kid, if my grandkid yeah, wants an will. extra piece of cookie or pie or something, it's going to be really hard for me to tell him no. Not with I me mean, as like, your husband. Oh, it's going to be so hard for me because I want little So smushies. we're going to be fighting into little, our 80s. I want, little, I want them and I want them to, to know how special and loved they are. So and I don't want to tell them no. So what happens when, what do you tell as, as the, let's just say it's, say I'm not, how do you tell me, the grandparent, nicely, Grandma, love you. Please do not overindulge our children. Please yeah. do not give them. I would say. Please do not spend, you know, $1,000 on them f- for Christmas. Start with assuming the best about that person. So love it. About I would, me, yes. I would come to you and go, hey, like, like let's say you were my mother, right? And I'd come to you and say, hey, Mom, I so appreciate your heart for my kids. And I Thank know you. that you just want to overwhelm them with love. And I that do. is like what's amazing I about do. you. Can I just ask though? Because kind of like the giving them anything they want is sort of, it kind of just messes them up or it, it's it's developing, you know, habits that I'd rather not do or whatever. But you start with a, hey, I know what your heart is. Because that is the heart. Even when we're doing dysfunctional things doesn't mean I'm not trying to love mm-hmm. someone in that moment. It just means I'm not doing it very well. And so then, okay, so then the other conversation, I'm just going to continue this conversation. Right. And then I, the, what if I say, oh, but, you know, they're only here, you know, once a year. And so, I mean, you know, I just can't tell them no. And, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. And you're he- you're just way too healthy. And, you know, I mean, you, I mean, I need to be overindulgent on them. Then yeah. what would you say? Well, I can't control you. So these are easy scenarios for me. So I can't control you. Okay, I'm not going to get angry about it. I'm not going to go, oh my gosh, you're the worst person ever. Can't you disrespect me? It's like, all right, my mom is not able to handle this boundary. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I'm the parent. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to go to my children. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell them what the boundary is. I know grandma is going to push all this food on you. I'm telling you, here's the consequence. If you keep letting her give you whatever you want, here's going to be your consequence. Then I'll follow through with that. Oh, now, if yeah. every single time my kids can't honor the boundary and 
my mother can't honor the boundary, at some point, I might need a break. And I might need to go, you know, we're not going to go this year. Well, or you might say, you know, to me, you might say, Grandma, you know what? It's making it really hard to come here and really hard when, you know, when they get home and they can't sleep or whatever. I would ask you not to do that. Now, if you are, just know we're probably going to have, if that does happen, then we're probably going to have to leave a little bit earlier yeah. because I'm. it's going to take me, it takes us an hour or two hours to get them all calmed down and whatever. So it's your choice. You can keep you know, you can keep overindulging them, giving them all the sugar, or you can possibly cut back a little bit and then they can stay longer. And then it's going to probably go better. I, like I know. Mark, Mark Mark Beck said, when you're a grandma, you can just tell them you can have this, but don't tell your mommy. But this is the problem, Mark. I don't lie He's well. being funny. I know, but that's awesome. But people do can do that, but I can't. Yeah. Because then I would feel like I was lying. And I just... And you would be. It just... I couldn't do it. Yeah. So... Wow, you get a creepy grandma voice. I'm I'm like, that voice is not allowed. Okay. No moss. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a murderous grandma, like a, like a sociopathic, hi, little boys and girls. Come. Why don't you come in? Do you want some candy? <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> so, to summarize... This was good, babe. I could, like it. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm talking over you. Sorry. I was like, mm. we'll get it down. What are these? So to summarize, it's okay to say no. You don't have to go. If if that is a worthy thing. Oh, because what I wanted to make sure everyone here, look, if you're going to draw a boundary of just not going, make sure you have a third party, a healthy friend, a mentor, mm -hmm. a counselor, somebody that is able to hear what's going on and that's where I love to help people, like in our Smalley Marriage mm -hmm. Intensive Program. Yeah. Is I like to help kind of evaluate their boundaries to go, yeah, that feels a little harsh. Or, yeah, or petty or I, I, like, punishing like, or like whatever. The, like the creepy grandma that you <laughs> so eloquently did with your voice. Okay, she indulges your kids. Your kids are going to be fine. Everyone's going to survive. There are way worse things a grandma could be. So, like, if someone told me that, well, they just never tell them no, so we're not going anymore, I'd be like, whoa, slow down. That's a little drastic. I don't know if that boundary is fair. Maybe you need to go for fewer days just so, you know, as the tension builds up in your own body, then you can get out of there before you do something wrong. That's right. Now, we are on to the distraction of the day. Do you remember? I have no idea what it was. Remember the links I had to go to to get oh, your attention? Oh, yes, yes. Become a male cheerleader. Yes. I found a guy who went even further, and he got arrested. <gasps> he got arrested. Yeah, he did. I... Yeah, this is terrifying. What did he do? Oh. Man, this is on... Uh, what did he do? Hassan Jasm something, dot online. Man gets plastic surgery and a name change to date his ex-girlfriend after she obtains a restraining order. Look oh, at that's him. That. that picture, him on the left, and that's him after plastics. He went, this is so crazy. A New Jersey man who went to great lengths to try and win back his ex-girlfriend, despite a court restraining order, was arrested this morning after his plot was discovered. 40-year-old James Mack, the article continues, from uh, Camden, was condemned to six months in jail in 2017 for criminally harassing his former lover. 
Like, that's crazy. That's to get weird. six months, man, you're doing some messed up stuff to even get that. Because that stuff is he, hard to prove. Once he got out, he legally changed his name, underwent 37 plastic surgeries to change his physical appearance. And then he goes that's just weird. to Miss Lopez's gym. That's just weird. And introduces himself, flirts with her. She's like, I just saw a handsome guy who had exactly the same tastes as me in terms of music, movies, and oh, food. Oh, well, yeah, because he knows all he that stuff knew. about him. And so, wait, what? Did she date him? She as started dating him again. It took her five weeks, I believe, four or five weeks, until she started going, wait a minute. And then she figured out who it was and called police. Can you believe it worked for a period? That is the craziest. That is cray-cray. That's really crazy.